This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, Now, up to to bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Boone Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Boone. And today on the program, I sit down with a National League Rookie of the Year, National League MVP, and a World Series champion. Recently, he took me deep in, a, in, a, in the 2023 Celebrity Softball. Not too many people that can say they've taken Brett Boone deep, obviously, because I haven't been on the mound. But uh, we're, we're really glad to have today on the Boone Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Ryan Howard. Ryan, thanks for coming on the program. Booney, thank you for having me. And uh, we need to also let the listeners know that Booney did politely return the favor of uh, taking me deep in the same celebrity <laughs> softball game uh, yeah. with with a vengeance. So it was yeah. it was awesome. Right, it was great getting to catch up with you. You know, we kind of crossed paths in our career. You know, you were coming, I was going, and uh, I got to watch you you play for a long time uh, and the great career you did have. Going into that softball, have you done that before? You know what? I did it one time. I did it um, in Cleveland at the All-Star game in Cleveland. So that was the first time I'd played in the celebrity uh, softball game at the All-Star, All-Star weekend. And, I mean, as you as you found out, man, it's it's a blast. It's a blast. You need the ice tub, like a full ice bath afterwards. But, like, yeah. but it, was, it was a lot of fun. Because coming into it, you know, I get the phone call and, they, you know, it's a, uh, it's in Seattle. So, so you know, I got the phone call to be a part of it. And at first it sounded, you know, it sounded like a good idea. I'll just come up there. As we were getting closer, you know, we, we meet up. Uh, for those of you listening to the Boom Podcast, we meet up before in, in the clubhouse, an auxiliary clubhouse. And I'm looking at these guys and, and uh, you know, I don't know about you. I didn't, other than the athletes. You know, you were there, and and Cammy was there. Felix, uh, Adam Jones, we had a f- couple football players, some hoop hoop guys. Zach Levine was there, so I knew those guys. I knew Joel McHale uh, mm-hmm. from Talk Soup, and and we're similar age. 
but everybody else i'm going okay we got a youtuber we got a we got a singer songwriter uh we got jojo siwa my kids know who they are but i don't know the who they are going into the game i'm thinking this is going to be a nightmare it was really good it was entertaining you know i think we ended up beating you nipping you at the wire 21 19 but i have to say i went in very pessimistic and i came out smiling like that was actually kind of fun it was great it was man i mean you know getting getting behind 13 to 2 i think after the first three innings in a softball game is pretty it's a pretty steep hill to climb and come back but we tried to make it you know try to make it interesting there at the end and uh again it had a lot of fun just being able to get out there with with all the different people as you mentioned uh, from athletes to YouTubers to, you know, singer songwriters and just everybody was going after it. I mean, we had, um, I forget who it was people sliding, making, making big plays and big catches and doing stuff on defense. So it, it, it got a little intense out there. It got a little intense. It was fun. It was fun. Ryan, very unique situation. Your career, uh, you're drafted by the Philadelphia Phillies. You played your entire career there. Um, Pretty unique in today's in today's time. Not too many people get to do that. I, I I think, and I'll get into it a little bit later. I think pretty special, uh, being able to say I was I was always a Philly. It never changed in a in a day and a time where athletes at the top level they're moving around all the time. You know, with the with the finances the way it is, pretty pretty cool to be able to stay in one place. I grew up in Philadelphia. You're a kid from St. Louis. I grew up in Philly, so I know how the Philly sports is. My dad played there from, I believe, 72 to 81. Uh, so I got that full childhood in just, just over the Walt Whitman Bridge in New Jersey, Cherry Hill area. But I know how it is back there. It's different. It's different than anywhere else I've ever been. It's you better love your Phillies, Eagles, Flyers, Sixers. And it's like a package deal. Um Talk about the Philly experience and and how different that was for you growing up in St. Louis, which is also, uh, as everybody knows, great baseball town. Yeah, it's uh, it is St. Louis. You know, having been grown up, born and raised in St. Louis, um, understanding what Cardinal fans are and the passion that the fans in St. Louis have and the love that they have for for their teams. Um, is it's just as strong if not as you know aggressively stronger in pennsylvania um i I knew what it was like when i got drafted i mean you always kind of hear the stuff about like how hard it is playing in the northeast like you got to have thick skin you got to be ready to go it's a blue collar town and they expect a blue collar effort and so i was that kid to where it's like bring it like let's like let's go you know i I know the kind of work that i'm gonna put in to do what i need to do um to be able to go out here and try to go win and that's that's all you can really try to go and uh and do so i mean the first time kind of going up there getting the understanding of how it was and and understanding like yeah i mean when it's not going well like yeah the fans will get on you the media will get on you but when it's going well it's just the same, but in the opposite direction. I mean, having the opportunity to be able to play for the, the, the teams that I was able to play for there, obviously winning in 2008, having that stretch we had from like 07 to, you know, 2011, um, 
in my personal opinion, there was not a louder place in all of Major League Baseball. Uh, the electricity that rolled through that stadium, you know, night in, night out, sellouts, uh, the postseason. I was glad to get to see, you know, the guys last year getting off the, you know, getting over the hump and making it to the World Series. The, the biggest thing for me was I was so glad to see those guys that I had kind of finished my career with, you know, like Aaron Nola's and, and, and guys like that that are still there like be able to experience the other side of the Philly fans where for so long you only got to see the, the, the negative and hear about the negative of what Philly fans are and how tough they can be, but they show you how they can love as well and get behind you and the electricity. I mean, they're causing earthquakes, Mooney. They're causing earthquakes <laughs> in the stadium, man. So just to be able to get that. And as a player, when you get a taste of that, that's all you want. That's all you want. And so for those guys to make it to the series, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of unfinished business there. But um, but for me personally, you know, it was it was a great run. You know, you got to take got to take the good with the bad, the highs with the lows, man. But I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it for the world. So I was glad I got to do my entire career in, in, uh, in Philly. Yeah, you mentioned there there is two sides of that coin. And, and uh, you know, when I was growing up, I'm just a little kid. You know, snot-nosed kid, probably a pain in the ass running around the clubhouse. But back in those days, it was, you know, the Mike Schmitz and the Pete Roses and the Steve Carlton and and uh, all those great players that, you know, they ended up winning a World Series in 80. So I got to see Mike Schmidt, you know, and still today, he's, he's a top third baseman of all. I, I, I got to see him booed out of the stadium. At the same time, I was on the float for the 1980 World Series when they won. So I saw that side of Philly. So it, it mm -hmm. truly is. There's two sides of that coin, and it's equal. I mean, the vitriol and the anger when you're not winning is, is unbelievable. I, as, I don't know, though. As a player, I never played in one of those towns. I never played on the East Coast, in a Boston, in New York, a Philly. You know, I, I played in Cincinnati. Yeah, that's a Midwest town. It's a, it's a good baseball city. But there wasn't that that passion like there is in, in a Philadelphia, Seattle, the nicest people in the world. They're having a latte watching the game early two thousands. That place was rocking and it was fun, but definitely didn't get to see that, that East coast mentality. And as a, as a visitor for a lot of years, when I played, I kind of liked it. I loved rolling into the hostile environments where, where people were going to come at you, but I knew it was just because of the passion they had for their team and, and uh, their city. No, absolutely. Um, I mean, it was, it's one of those things to where it, like you said, there's two, there's two sides to that coin. And if you know, going into a Philadelphia or a New York as a visiting player, you know, all you have to do is get the fans to turn <laughs> on their team by yeah. like either, you know, doing, you know, either scoring a bunch of runs or if, if there's errors and stuff like that, you know that that can turn into a home game yep. for you as a visiting team because they don't they stop worrying about you and start getting on their their own team. So you know the 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 biggest thing I that I kind of learned there was just you know you can't take it personal. Um, it's not like the people know you on a personal level; they know you as a baseball player. And the way I always looked at it is Philly is the city of brotherly love, like. You, you, you fight with your brother, you argue with your brother, 
And, but at the end of the day, you still love your brother, right? There's always love underneath it all. And again, like Philly is like a second home for me, like a couple, you know, my, my two uh, older daughters were both born in Philadelphia. My wife's from right outside Philly. Um, so Philly, Philly always has a, pl- a special place in my heart, man. So they, they, they know it. They know it. We got an understanding. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, wait, you guys win the World Series. I want to talk about um, that year. And and when did you know you had something special in, in 2008? Was it spring training? Charlie Manuel, who, who's a friend of the program, uh, had him on. And I know he's kind of a beloved guy, especially amongst your group of, of, of teammates that you kind of grew up with. Uh, Charlie holds a big spot there. But but when did you know you had something special in, in, in the 08 season? Um. Spring training. Uh, I remember having a conversation during batting practice with Jimmy Rollins, and we were in the outfield shagging during batting practice, and we just kind of had this conversation where I th- actually, I think 2007, you know, it was like 07, 08, we had a conversation where it's like, dude, like, why can't it be us? Like, why can't we win? You know, um, I think at the time the Mets were – the, the the team to beat in the division. Yeah, so Jimmy had, you know, come out in the media and they said that we're the team to beat. And I think we just saw kind of we knowing how Jimmy is, you know, he's he's very confident as he should be and he was very confident in his team as he should be. And it was like, hey, we don't want to leave him out there on that island. So we went there, we backed it up, obviously made the run, made the push and made it to the playoffs in 2007 where we ran into that buzzsaw that was the Colorado Rockies at the time. But going into spring training of 2008, I think we all had the feeling of unfinished business. We got a taste. We understood what the playoffs were like. And we knew, hey, we're very capable of being able to go out here and go win this whole thing. So why not? Why not us? And, you know, just that entire year, we just banded together and – took care of business and, and and wound up getting all the way to the World Series and and winning that bad boy. Big year for you. You, you led the league in home runs and RBIs, 48-146. And I'll get into this a little bit later. I'm looking at your numbers for that. For about a five or six year, I mean, there weren't <laughs> – there's not too many people on the planet ever drove in more runs than that. I remember at the time watching you uh, going, damn, drives in a lot of runs every year, a lot of runs. Uh, but that was that was no exception for you that year either. Um, weird World Series. You got postponed for sleet and rain. It was like a it was like a one or two day deal. It was a two day deal. I was wondering how this whole thing was going to like unfold. I think we were one win away from winning the whole thing, and I'm sitting here as the weather is taking place. My man Hollywood Cole Cole Hamels is on the mound. We're up, I think, like two to one or something like that. And you can't feel your hands. It's ridiculously freezing out. 
And uh, I'm like, I just don't want him to throw me the ball because I don't know where it's going if I throw it back to him because I can't feel my hand. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know how I don't know how he's pitching right now. But they come back and I'm just, I'm just thinking to myself, like, has there ever been a World Series one like on a on a rain out like a cancellation because we were already in like the fifth inning. So um, Bud Selig goes, they the, the, the Rays tie the game up. Selig, they call it. And uh, I think the best thing that they could have done at that moment was knowing what the weather was going to be like for the next day. And Booney, you know it. Like when you show up to the field knowing it's going to be raining, like as a player, you get you you get the juices going and try to get ready mentally and, and physically and do all that stuff that you need to do to get prepared for the game, only to be like, hey guys, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna bang it, you know. So I think the best thing that they could have done was obviously looking ahead to the next day and seeing what the weather was and that it was going to rain all day and just said, no game on Wednesday. We're going to try to pick it up Thursday. So as a player, you know, you, you have this mental uh, kind of a mental relaxation to where it's like, all right, I'm not going to the field today. I'm not going to be, you know, trying to get up and, and, and get the energy going and, and then be let down. But, Everybody had that full day of rest, came back on Thursday. And it was weird because it was like you just picked up right where you left off. And Jenky, Jeff Jenkins came in and like ice cold, just pinch hit, double off the wall. And and then that was, you know, the 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 go ahead run. And um, you know, it was it was such an amazing feeling to be able to get that momentum back and it was crazy, man. Like I, I've never seen or, or, or been a part of anything like that um, in all of baseball. I mean, it, it's pretty awesome. You mentioned a year ago, Philly, uh, they got to kind of get a little taste of it. They got to go to the World Series and get to win it. Um, I was looking over your teammates there, you know, Charlie at the helm and you had a Brad Lidge, uh, Stairs, Burl, Victorino, uh, good friend of mine, Jamie Moyer. Uh, was a part of that ball club. Chase Utley and Rollins in the middle. Um, I remember that. I, I remember it was either 04 or 05. I forget Lidge's uh, first year in the big leagues. Mm. I forget when it was. But I remember facing Brad Lidge. I was kind of at the end of my career. And this Lidge guy, they said, oh, this guy, I heard he's tough. He's a, uh, you know, nobody's ever, you know, you know how it is as a veteran player. Yeah. The thing we hate the most, you know, I, I hated facing. I didn't want Pedro. I didn't want Maddox, Smoltz, Glavin. But at least I knew what I was getting. The unknown as right. hitters is what we hate. And I remember Brad Lidge, he, he still to this day has left a mark on me. Might have been the only time I ever faced him. I think this is before he was a Philly. <clears throat> but I go out and there's a runner on third, less than two outs. And I'm in Seattle. We're playing in Seattle. And this Lidge guy comes in. And I'd never seen anything like before. I'd faced some pretty hard sliders in my career. But I got back from that at bat, and I ended up popping up, and I came back into the dugout. I think Edgar Martinez asked me, he goes, what's he got? I said, let me tell you this. That's the nastiest stuff I've ever seen in my life, and I don't know how you get a runner in from third with less than two outs. And I think it was like, I think it was one of his first appearances in the big leagues. You know, he went on to have one of those years, I, I forget whatever year Brad had, where he, he was perfect for the entire season but uh i do remember that about him you mentioned hamels was in that rotation um tell me about the philly 
that parade afterwards. Cause I, you know, as a kid, I got to be a part of it. I it had to be pretty darn special. Oh man. The, the parade just going back to even before the, the world series, I'll take you one, one better. We're in the NLCS against LA and we clinch and we hear about like what's going on back in Philly. And it's like, people are in the streets, people are climbing, uh, traffic light poles and just all kind of just craziness and i'm just thinking to myself i'm like man like we didn't even we haven't even won the world series like this is just to get to the world series like if we win what would this actually look like but the turnout um i think it was like a million couple million people um just just the turnout of all the fans and all the people that showed up for the parade i think uh to this day there's there's so many different people that will come up and say thank you so much for for 2008 and and as a ball player you're just like I was just hey man I was just doing my job like you know it's but but you look at it on a deeper level to where it's like when you hear the stories about how people are like oh man it brought my family so much closer together because we would go to the games or we'd all gather around the TV and watch the games and it's like it's crazy because it's like then you feel and, and kind of see the impact that you had on people because we're just focused on playing a game but when folks are able to kind of share those types of stories um you know it just makes you feel really really good inside you feel even better you know because you won the world series but bringing bringing families and bringing people together and, and just knowing like you had an impact on their relationships and then having them come out to the parade just to continue to show um that support man was was definitely something special 2400 sports is an odyssey company